0: Again, that's ebaymotors.com. It's The List and your boy at Fightful.com.
1: With Jimmy Van and Sean Ross Sapp, they're on fire. Boom, shaka waka. 200
0: strong. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sap. It is Fightful.com. It is December 22nd, 2021. It is The List and your boy number 236 please leave a thumbs up on this video especially if you're watching at it, youtube.com fightful it's pretty much the only way you can watch the show now uh since Streamyard and twitter will not get their collective shit together and uh stream these appropriately i've been waiting for weeks i've i've heard you that say that you watch it on fightful or my channel uh on twitter we're working on it they're working on it we'll get you there but we got jimmy van here
1: jimmy how you doing Maybe we need to do a holiday podcast and then the proceeds can go to Streamlabs
0: or whatever, StreamYard and uh, Twitter. I mean, to be fair, you did. Like to me personally, years ago, you were like, maybe I'll invest in a streaming software. I did. I feel like if you would, I feel like you should have got in on the ground level of StreamYard.
1: Only so many hours in the day, Sean. Could still do it. Could still do
0: it. Could. I mean, uh, StreamYard became what Google should have just done on their own years ago. They should have just not been lazy about it, and they should have done it all in-house, and they would be making even more money because they didn't want to dedicate money to a a paid service within Google, but now StreamYard's making a ton of money. And hopefully, we make a ton of money on this show because Jimmy is paying out his ass for the holiday stream yesterday, guys. Uh, Jimmy agreed to match the Humper Chats and Super Chats from yesterday's holiday stream, to uh, go towards uh, staff uh, Christmas bonuses, and we did very good. So uh, thank you guys to everyone who donated. But you can donate right now and help help us recoup a little bit of that Christmas cheer. Go to HumperChats.com. If you got PayPal, it works. Also, uh, you can send a super chat here on YouTube.com slash Fightful. But the good thing about HumperChats is Maybe it's noon Eastern or maybe it's 6 p.m. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to see the show live. But I want my comment question right on the air. You can leave it right over there. And uh, we'll see those. Big thank you to Cher Delaware, who filled in for Luis this week. (sighs) And and Pro Pro Wrestling Unlimited says Restream not working with Twitter as well right now either. So it seems like a Twitter issue.
1: Sounds like a Twitter issue. So here's how I got screwed by Sean Ross Wow! on, on, on this podcast, listen, I, listen,
0: buddy, I've heard enough of these stories on Twitter lately. I don't need to hear more.
1: Oh, mine's different. Okay. Mine's different. Mine's also the truth. So one thing Sean will tell you, <laughs> I speak the truth. Like I'm an honest guy and I tell it like it is sometimes Sean doesn't like how honest I can be, but I am. So here's what happened. <laughs> right. Here's what happened. So Sean's going to do this holiday podcast thing again. Right. And last year I matched the donations and it was fine. I like, I don't mind doing it, but I matched them. Sean, you know what Sean said to me? He goes, you know, Jimmy. Six o'clock Eastern time on a Tuesday. That's a pretty shitty time slot. I don't think this is going to do really well. Are you going to match the donations though? No,
0: no, just no, like, no. Just like, just like
1: a sales guy,
0: the way he no, said here's that. Okay. So you don't speak the truth. You just completely made true. all that up. No, I didn't make that up during the raw show. I said, how about we give the raw donations to them as well? Cause 6 PM is a shitty time slot and you're like, yeah, sure. Whatever. You said, why not another night? And I'm like, what other night? I did. I said, pick a
1: different time slot then.
0: Well, Tuesday is NXT. Wednesday is AEW. Thursday, quite frankly, from what I gathered, a lot of people were going to be doing family Christmases that night. Wouldn't have been able to come. But I said, are you going to match them? And you said, I'll match tomorrow's. So (laughs) here you go. That's what happened. I said, I'll match tomorrow's because you put in my head,
1: six o'clock on a Tuesday is going to do shit.
0: Well, there you go. kid 29 <laughs> says, Merry Christmas, Jimmy. Forgot to ask yesterday. Will there be another epic triggered rant compilation? How much of it will be Righteous Reg? So, um, we have to have a lot of those already isolated. I don't know if there will be yet. If people can send me like time cues and specific episodes, uh, I can have that put together. Um, Kyler James has done an incredible job on Fightful Scraps, which was an original Jimmy vision, but, um, Kyler's been killing it over there. Subscribe to Fightful Scraps. We're gonna have a bunch of compilations up there. We're gonna do one for my RJ City interviews. We're gonna do one for Dan Housen interviews. Lots of cool stuff. Got a, a seventy-five minute interview with RJ City. If you can believe that we talked to each other for that long. There you go. And is he still and, in Toronto. He's in Toronto. Yeah. Yes, he is. He was supposed to do the Greek Town show that got yeah, canceled.
1: Yeah. For some reason, I thought he was in Connecticut for some reason, and oh, then I hell saw. No. I, I wasn't sure, but then I saw he was doing the Greektown show. And uh, the Greektown show, if you're not from Toronto, Canada, FIFO was going to go. The, the promoter was very accommodating to us. The guy's name is Channing Decker. He was going to be in the main event with Showtime Eric Young. Does, I guess he doesn't go by Showtime anymore. Eric Young. And uh, and it was going to be on the university campus. And so it was a COVID casualty and they canceled the show. And it's too bad. Like RJ City was going to be there. The former Santino Morello was going to be there. Yeah. Uh, Jody Threat was going to be there. Uh, it was going to be a good show. Lily Alexandra was going to go for my team. And she was yeah. so excited. As as you know, Sean, she was so excited to cover a show. And I think it was literally the next day after we said we were going to cover it the next day, the university canceled it.
0: I, so. I did the interview with RJ and he was like, Hey, can we promote this Greek town show? And I said, yeah, absolutely. And the next day, bam, done. Yeah. Uh, Kyler says the EC3 compilation comes out on Christmas on Fightful Scraps. Uh, all kinds of uh, interviews that we got over there. Martin McGreskin says, Jimmy proving he's a top man and manager yet again. Merry Christmas, Fightful. And some stupid punk says, well, snap, crackle, and pop. It's SRS. And St. Jimmy Van. I had Very to make nice. sure I read that correct. Just wanted to say thank you guys for all of Fightful. And all of Fightful, sorry I can't give more, but apparently buying guests for staff is expensive. And now I'm broke. Thank you to all the Fightful community. Doesn't Jimmy know that?
1: Oh, yeah. And this is a week after I did the same thing for my company. So uh, I'm going to have to get a part-time job now.
0: You you should. Yeah. Now you you can experience what I've experienced my entire time at Fightful, having to work a part-time job while I do this. I'm
1: going to have to experience what you
0: experienced, meaning uh, uh, lots of... Muted. Anyway, John Gorman says... I know we say it all the time, but Raw is bad. Nothing makes sense, and everything just feels pointless. It feels like Vincent Bruce put zero effort in. Well, there, there is very little effort in. Very little makes sense, and very little uh, is worth anything. Now we have hit the point of criticism where I see so many people, like the mildest criticism gets, go outside, don't watch. Like, you know, these people want it to be better. You yeah. can watch it and want it to be better. If it actively makes you unhappy, maybe you shouldn't watch it unless it's your job, but... It's just not a, it's WWE has not produced consistently good content. In my opinion,
1: what would Vince McMahon do if he had a wrestler doing a backstage, backstage segment who spoke the way that Vince McMahon oh, is currently speaking? You can barely understand half of what he says. He like mumbles. He's,
0: he's, if he, he's rarely miked up. And then when he is, it's under, it's between his jacket and his shirt. Right. So it's muffled anyway. And then I have employees that are like, we can barely hear him anyway because his voice right. is so different.
1: imagine if that was a wrestler doing a promo, how this man would tear a strip off of them and probably never give them that opportunity again. Yeah. And like I, every week when he's on there, you really got to listen. You do. You know, it's it's almost like when you talk to somebody where where they have a strong accent, maybe English is their second language, and you got to really pay attention. Or it's like Seinfeld with the, was it, was it a, a low talker, was it? i yeah
0: i remember that yeah
1: that's basically what it is and and every week as soon as he comes on you're like doing this because otherwise you're going to miss what the hell he's talking about
0: oh yeah like i I have had people that that worked as producers that were like we couldn't really hear much of what he said even a year ago (laughs) right K yeah it's k reesey says jimmy van uh seems like the type of boss everyone would love to work for happy holidays he is a good boss i won't even bust balls jimmy van's a good boss and uh, when I came to Toronto in two thousand and seventeen, I saw how happy the people were uh to work for him so uh that that put me at ease. Jimmy will tell you the first six months I was like, "Is this thing gonna last? Is this thing gonna last?" The first six months, yeah. The first three years. Yeah, the first year. You were like, will it last? I knew if you just let me do whatever the hell I wanted to, this would be a major success. ShotKid29 says, outside of Kyle, see anyone else debuting on Dynamite tonight? My money is on the Briscoes during after the six-man. I think maybe, maybe the Briscoes uh, could pop up. But I think that might be next week or Brody King. If I were AEW, I'd split this up. I'd do Brody King one week. I'd do uh, the Briscoes another week. I would do Kyle O'Reilly. I wouldn't cram it all into one. You've already got, you you want this show to seem as much of a destination as possible, Jimmy. How much taping are they doing tonight? Are they only taping Rampage? Just Rampage because next, or yeah, they're taping Rampage because next week they'll they'll have their their AEW show in jacksonville because that's what they do every year um they do their new year's party um whenever they come in for the taping so they'll do that and then they'll do their company new year's party what's the
1: protocol now and and this is going to be a topic we get to a little bit later what's the protocol now with COVID testing
0: i gotta find out it's been a while so i am mean, it's been a while since people have said hey what are the protocols? What's, what's the situation? So I'm going to dig back into that. That is a, that is a thing again. Yeah. It feels like I haven't had to dig into that for like a year, like finding out who is testing, who's not testing and all that. And now with, with vaccinations being around and booster shots, everything is categorically different. Like some people might not even be required to test because of vaccination, but
1: no, they should, they should, yeah, they
0: should, they absolutely should.
1: Yeah. I mean, as you, as you can tell by my, uh, My background, I'm in my home office today because of a little COVID outbreak at my office. And this is despite double vaccinations. I got 40 people all have to get tested. And now in uh, the province of Ontario, Canada, testing, getting a test, on, is delayed like one to two weeks because everybody is trying to get tested. So here I sit in my home office, waiting for everybody to get tested. It's a it's a glorious time. Why, why don't we
0: why don't we go right into that? Let, let's go into the COVID to? stuff. Yeah, we got Matt Reichel saying "Merry Christmas" to Sean and Jimmy. Quick question: What are the odds uh, that AEW goes back to the Thunderdome, or AEW and WWE go back to the Thunderdome in Jacksonville? I would say less than 50%. I think they would switch to vaccinated only before they would do that. Are they not already vaccinated only? No, absolutely what? not vaccinated only. No. And and the, the checking of vax cards at Arthur Ashe by, by that event staff was, or the arena staff was so lax, just meh, okay, meh, okay. Uh. If you walked in there with a picture of a vax card that belonged to somebody else, you were good. You were right. good to go borrow somebody's vax card, photocopy, it didn't matter. You were good, you could get in. Um, I think that WWE has firmly placed their flag in the ground and said, here you go, we're running these events.
1: You know what? I saw Ariel Helwani do an interview, and I can't recall who it was with. Might have been Tony Khan, I don't know. Uh, He did an interview with somebody where Ariel Helwani talked about, as a wrestling fan, and you'll see where I'm going in a minute, he said he felt like WWE was too far on one end of the spectrum when it comes to entertainment and AEW was too far on the other end of the spectrum when it comes to pure wrestling. And he felt that the optimum wrestling company should be somewhere in the middle. Uh, And and he felt that's why AEW wasn't, you know, growing their fan base maybe as strong as they had hoped at this point. WWE's fan base was eroding. He thought they should be somewhere in the middle. I feel like COVID is kind of the same, like the province of Ontario, Canada, and I swear I'm going to try not to get political, Sean. It's very frustrating as an employer. I'm going to try not to get political. Uh, Cases are spiking because of this Omicron variant. But at least in Ontario, the death rate and ICU numbers are not. But Ontario is so strict. And and not just Ontario. and, And we'll talk about it when it comes to WWE. The province of Quebec is shutting everything down. The province of British Columbia is shutting everything down. Then on the other end of the spectrum, in parts of the U.S., they don't do shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's unbelievable that there's such this massive range. Like they ju- PW Insider uh, reported today, I believe it was, that a number of WWE talents and staff have tested positive for COVID coming off uh, last weekend's tapings. That was going to be my first question for you related to COVID. Have you heard anything about the names? Uh, fortunately, SmackDown is taped well, this week already, so they're okay.
0: I have heard a couple names, but I don't reveal those publicly. I mean, I think you'll be able to, to, to add up one and two uh, around December 26th. Uh, the benefit is WWE does not have a show today, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday. Uh, I know that they've given a lot of a lot of their roster days off for media too. Like they're not doing a ton of it's media good. next week, but Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, they've got shows. Um, they they've got tapings and and all that. Uh, I I don't think they're running next Friday either. So that's a benefit because that's New Year's Eve. Yeah, uh, but then Saturday is a big show. That's a pay per view show.
1: Yes, major. that could
0: be real, real bad. And I know I don't want to say it. It's Nick Khan's baby that show, but it is a Nick Khan idea, and it's one of those where you know Nick Khan came in at a time where it was like a bunch of people got fired, and everybody blames him. Uh, I can tell you, he was one of the people that said, "Let's do January first. It's going to be good. It'll be awesome." It's selling well, but also we got a bunch of COVID, and these people are going to be around family around Christmas. Yeah, they're probably going to be out partying for New Year's. It could it could be rough.
1: Their main event is based in Canada, like Brock Lesnar is, is lives in Canada. Yeah. Legit, what happens if they close the border? Does he get an exemption? I'm not sure. I I just read a thing actually that might be related. So the Edmonton Oilers hockey team, because because the NHL has been very strict. They tested players every day if, say, they're in Canada going to a U.S. game. So the Edmonton Oilers were playing in Seattle. They tested every player at home before they got on the plane. When they got to Seattle, they tested them again. And one of them who had tested negative in in Canada tested positive in Seattle. Mm. And there were concerns he was going to be stuck by himself over the holidays in Seattle. Uh, But they were able to get some kind of an uh, exemption, and they were able to fly him back even though he tested positive. What happens if Brock Lesnar tests positive? Are you gonna get him to where's the show again? Atlanta, is it? Yes. Are you gonna get him to Atlanta from Saskatchewan if he tests positive? I don't I know. I mean
0: I I don't know their logistics anymore. Like in yeah. and, and so much of it's different now because this hasn't happened as much since they've been traveling. So right, right. I mean, the, the good
1: the good news is, and, and again, I can relate it to hockey. Because everybody's vaccinated, some guys do test positive, but they don't get sick. Like like they get like a cold symptoms. Yeah. That's the positive. And and obviously, you look at a guy like Roman Reigns, who's uh, immunocompromised. He's their he's their white whale right now. They don't want to lose him. Yeah. And So hopefully, they take care of him. I should note um, the show that was scheduled, the WWE show that was scheduled for December thirtieth in Laval, Quebec, has been postponed because the province of Quebec, as it should be. Yeah, they're shutting everything down in Quebec. Uh there's also supposed to be a show on December 29th in Toronto. It was supposed to be Trish Stratus's return to uh, a WWE venue and that at the very least it's going to be limited capacity at yeah. the very least will not surprise me if that gets postponed as well.
0: Also an so. update on day 1 they have distributed a 94% of their tickets so that's that's a very good selling show. Nick Khan was right uh there People come into to a big city on New Year's Day or for New Year's, right. and then they're like, "Well, what do we do now?" Because who wants to fly out New Year's Day? <laughs> that's that's yeah. a nightmare. So they hang around. Uh, good on Nick Khan. That was that was that that was a success. And uh, I hope Saturdays stick around. We have where the hell have you been, saying John? That's not my name. <laughs> Can I please hear your best Vinnie Mac impression? <laughs> oh, my best is <goodness. laughs> like this, saying Jimmy. Jimmy does not know what to expect, but I'm going to fire Jimmy. And I'm really going to enjoy it because it's right next to Christmas. I'm going to leave his children without any toys.
1: Yes. So you sounded like Vince man after
0: you just run on the treadmill for 40 minutes. That's uh, what he sounds like now. And Daniel R. says, what is your dream of a four or five person faction in AEW that is not a current faction like the Elite? Well, I would like to see 2.0 and Daniel Garcia join up with Lee Moriarty and uh, Brian Danielson and do a hmm. bit of a... Do have a bit of an understudy type of of stable and then 2.0 just existing with, with Edge and Chris or with uh, Brian Danielson. I think can have like Edge Christian Kurt Angle level comedy stuff whenever they want to do it because they're all very funny people.
1: Do you see Brian doing the comedy stuff at least if, right now? He's doing this, you know, serious,
0: you know, kick ass heel thing right now. Well, if you remember Kurt Angle, I mean, he was doing a lot of the real, like, he was being comedic but he was like world champion level around yeah. then too so i think he can do that uh pedro taquin says WWE raw in portland was scheduled for february has now been rescheduled for S- september could this be because of covid or poor ticket sales uh i don't think they're moving stuff because of covid as of yet
1: just re- check out uh, Russell ticks they have the distributed that's, number
0: that's what i'm gonna check out right now but uh, Jay Blood says, curious as your thoughts on weak points AEW can improve on in the new year to retain eyeballs, grow the audience, or per- perfect the programming. I do think they need to lean out of rematches. They're starting to get in the habit of that. I've watched the take, the, the Ty Conti, Anna Jay, Bunny, Penelope Ford, them being connected for the better part of eight months now for, for a couple of them. So I would very much uh, like that to stop. I Don't. actually.
1: Sorry, I was gonna say, I actually agree with what Ariel Helwani said. I said that they cater too much to their kind of niche fan base, and the thing is, is like obviously they have a lot of good in ring in ring wrestling. Most of the guys now can go, like in sure. in WWE and in AEW. Most of them can go. There's and a when, lot of people on TV now that
0: can't go. The more more than in years, like like who? Give me give me examples. Like in top positions. Top positions, not necessarily, but I mean, there are people on the show. Like, I mean, if you watch 205 live any given week, you'll see somebody super green that probably shouldn't be on there. Uh, NXT has a few that are, I mean, uh, Harland is not that hot in the ring, obviously, but like there are a lot of people on the WWE main roster now that just, I feel like they, they don't have an outstanding personality and they, they can't go to the level of many others in the ring. To me, if to me if WWE or AEW did reflect what their hardcore audience wanted, I think their broad audience would expand more uh, as a result. And somebody says, "Aren't they running Charlotte next Friday?" No, they canceled that forever ago.
1: I think that AEW needs their NWO. They they yeah. need their Austin versus McMahon. They've got more than enough guys that can go in the ring and and if we're being honest when you've seen a good 20- minute match and then you see it again and then you see it again and then you see it again after a while you almost lose some uniqueness a little bit they need that surefire story uh I think to get them over the top and you know i've I've, I've criticized Cody Rhodes before because you know he's kind of learning on the job to be how to be an executive, an executive and Cody had said oh casual fans don't exist he's wrong they do yeah. and and the reason why they're stuck at this 800 900,000 viewership and when they go to TBS and they've got uh, the West Coast at eight o'clock uh, West Coast time that should make a bit of a difference. It's not going to get them to two million It should make a bit just, of a difference.
0: I just look at their their show and I'm like I see stories all over the place I see sure but is there I
1: anything like NW like like a top level Omega pa- is Page and one of the casuals? best stories
0: I've ever seen. Uh, Cody Rhodes, what is he is a really entertaining story to me um gosh i the dairy or darius dante martin thing like i love watching that unfold like dante martin while his brother is gone is getting in bed with like everybody and pissing everybody off and then his brothers brothers on the way we've got bobby fish and adam cole teasing the the return of undisputed era while kenny omega is is sitting out right now i think they're really really good with stories i i see more consistent cohesive storytelling on AEW than most wrestling shows. There may be a couple of exceptions. MLW does really good as well, but I mean, not a lot. Not as many people watch MLW, obviously.
1: Don't like, you think I, that the stories mostly cater to the current audience?
0: So, what stories would they tell? Like,
1: okay, so, so well, again, I, I'm not saying that they re- rehash what's already been done, but just to give you an example: Austin versus McMahon blew up. Because everybody could empathize, except for maybe you. Everybody can empathize with wanting to kick the shit out of your boss.
0: Well, I mean, I think a lot of people could could empathize with growing up wanting to be tag team champion with your brother, or your, your sister, your cousin, whoever, somebody close to you. They're not around. You can't chase that dream anymore. There are a bunch of people trying to chase that dream with you. All of a sudden, that person comes back into the picture like, like top flight. I think everybody can empathize with, uh hangman page having self-doubt pushing some friends away going through depression going through maybe alcoholism as it relates to it like to me okay you got the the wrestler versus boss story but they've done that so many times like that nobody wants to see that story anymore
1: sure but no you're right and that that was like one of the first big ones and it was the first mr mcmahon thing and and it takes the right talent too like stone cold steve austin was the right guy in the right place at the right time?
0: You can't plan for it, though. No, like that's...
1: you can't. You can't. You can't. But I'm. But I'm just saying. Like, I feel like that's what AEW needs. I and I'm not saying that the stories they've done aren't good. But I feel like they need something that can break out into that casual market and really well, generate Who doesn't? Buzz. Who doesn't?
0: Yeah. So does WWE?
1: Sure. Oh, WWE WWE, needs exactly. WWE. I think they. They. I think WWE creatively aspires to be AEW right now.
0: I. I think that the the fabled casual fan base. Like, there, there's this weird, like, implication from so many people who are stuck and probably don't even watch the damn show anymore that say, think that there's this fabled casual fan base that for some reason would have interest if the hardcore fan base didn't like something. Else. Like, I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, if you cater to your hardcore fan base, they are the people that watch your show all the time. They generally know what's good and what's not good. I just don't see some fabled, expansive, casual fan base that'd be like, "Oh well, I would like it, but all this stuff that the people that usually like the show actually like sucks." So I would need something else. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I mean, don't I, think, I don't, I don't think they would differ that much.
1: I don't think there's a fan base that's sitting there uh, waiting for the right story to come along so they can suddenly become a wrestling fan again. Like those fans are already doing something else. They're already into something else. They need the right story to come along. And I, I agree with you. It's an organic thing. You can't really predict what's going to hit, but they need that story to come along. That's going to generate that buzz in order to get people that maybe they're casual fans, maybe they're former fans, but it gets their attention, but yeah. it's, it's your, it's very, it is very difficult. I'm not suggesting that uh, Tony Khan just hasn't mapped out the right story. You don't know what's going to hit, sure. but that's what they need. I think in order to get them to the next level, it's going to be a question of what's it going to be.
0: We have a couple more Super Chats and Humper Chats. Get those in at Super Chats or or here on YouTube for Super Chats and over at HumperChats.com. Reminder, we will be here for AEW tonight. Uh, We will not be here uh, Friday, Saturday for uh, SmackDown and Rampage. Tom Brady, obviously the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback, says, any update on Walter coming back to TV anytime soon? I don't know. I watch NXT UK in bunches, so I've got to catch up actually this week. But uh, I haven't heard anything. If I were WWE, I would try to get him over here and I would protect him heavily. Very heavily. Because to me, there's no reason to take that title off of him unless he asks for time off or he's coming over. Some Stupid Punk says spending a bit more to see Jimmy's reaction to the story that a few years ago I got fired a week before Christmas. The CEO told me he hoped we could still be friends. And didn't understand when I said I was his employee, not his friend. Well, let me tell you, if you got fired the week before Christmas, he's absolutely not your friend. <laughs> you know, know what? Sucks.
1: I have learned the hard way over the years that you should not befriend your employees and and vice versa. The employee should not befriend the boss mm-hmm. because and, and Sean, you know, I do consider you a friend, but I try to keep a little bit of a line because, uh, I've had situations before where employees kind of take advantage because they of think, course. Oh, we're friends and I can do that. And I always kind of keep a line. And, you know, I used to be asked, Hey, do you want to go up for a beer after work? And I'm like, now nah, you guys go ahead kind of thing. So, yeah. uh, but doing what his boss did, that's unfortunate. What can I say?
0: Guys get in those super chats and humper chats, but, uh, that's not it, Jimmy. You've got some magazine news, I believe.
1: I have so much. To, I'm already so behind on my list because we just started shooting the shit about other stuff. So let's start. Since we were talking earlier that we got to try to make up for some of the donations that I'm going to be shelling <laughs> out this afternoon, let's start by getting people to spend money on the magazine. So the November December issue is still available. Uh, take that down, Sean. Take that mm, down, Sean. Jimmy, but I
0: wish you'd listen to me, Sean. Jimmy. Also, you didn't send me a PNG image. What the hell?
1: I mean you could have taken a few minutes to get it ready.
0: You that's know? not that's I don't create PMG I don't create. In I don't create. Time. I know, I know. Go ahead, so, go
1: ahead Jimmy. November December issue still out of Fightful magazine. Here's the print version right there. Oh, I got the print version in my hand. There it is right there. Darby Allen is on the cover. You can get it at fightfulmag.com. That's fightfulmag.com in either print or digital. Uh, and coming uh, January 1st Sean already kind of, you know, let the cat out of the bag. The January-February edition of Fightful Magazine is going to feature Dan Housen on the cover. Can you throw that up again? We'll be in the background because you didn't... There you go. It's not bad. So, Dan is going to be on the cover of the January-February edition of Fightful Magazine. Uh, EC3 wrote the Wrestler's Tribune. I also introduced a new feature called the Fighter's Tribune. And the first one was written by Nate Marquardt, the former UFC fighter and uh, Strikeforce champion. Now, I have a little surprise Sean Russap. Oh, yeah? And the surprise is, I know I love how he's trying to work it because I already knows. But the surprise is that this edition, the January-February edition of Fightful Magazine, the digital version will be free for Fightful Select subscribers. So if you are a Fightful Select subscriber, any tier, you are going to get the digital version of this for free. Uh, it's going to be available for free on January 4th. We will send you uh, a message through the Fightful Select uh, platform and uh, tell you where you can get that. But January 4th will be the day that it's available free for FIFO Select uh, subscribers
0: in digital format. So there you go. And how does that work out for current subscribers?
1: If you're currently a FIFO Select subscriber and you're subscribed to the digital version, we'll refund the issue. So as soon as we as soon as soon we see the, the thing come in and we know that it's a FIFO Select subscriber, we'll refund it for you.
0: Pretty freaking rad, guys. Yeah, there you go. It. Look at that, so, Jimmy! Now I'm your height.
1: That's cute. That's good. I uh, I want to talk about some positive stuff, Sean Rossap. Okay. You know, we we spend a lot of time talking about facts and figures on this podcast because you know that I like facts and figures. So we spend a lot of time talking about it, and there hasn't been a lot of positive news. When it comes to figures like Raw numbers are among the lowest in their history right now, their 18 to 49 numbers are among the lowest yeah. in history. Dynamite numbers are down this week. They did their lowest 18 to 49 rating since May. Rampage numbers are down. SmackDown is actually doing pretty well. They did 2.3 million viewers last Friday. Otherwise, viewership is down on the major shows. So let's talk about some positive stuff. Uh, and let's start by talking about Roman Reigns. Yeah. I know that there's this notion with a lot of people that his title reign is stale. Uh, I personally still, I'm really digging the storyline with Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar. I think that babyface Brock is a lot of fun. Uh, and, uh, Paul Heyman, I think has played the perfect pawn and it's hard to tell at this point. Okay. Is he with Brock or is Brock playing mind games? Like, I think it's a, it's an entertaining thing. Do you think the outcome at day one will be the same as in Saudi Arabia? Brock Lesnar, Roman
0: Reigns. So I, again, I have, I have enjoyed. Babyface Brock Lesnar, it's been a breath of fresh air. But to me, like, if you keep on stretching this out until WrestleMania, you just yep. indicate to me that it is pointless to watch. It's pointless to wait around. This isn't, like, long, super long-term, week-to-week storytelling because they aren't on weekly. Brock's not there every week. But whenever he is on, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. It's, very, uh, it's very good. Like, the Heyman stuff, the questions of who's he with who's he supporting that's been great but it's it's a lot of bridging the gap because somebody isn't there which is creative and is very good and this is the most interesting uh it's been in a while but to me it's too sporadic and what's in between doesn't matter enough um i and i've been conditioned by that with wdb it feels very mm. i i don't want to say i i fear like the 2007 2008 where Brock had that universal title and he was around like once every few months type of thing. But that's what I fear. Like I don't have a significant interest in Brock hunting the world title like I used to, because I've seen what it's like when he wins it.
1: So what do you think the outcome is at day one? I think
0: it's just going to get stretched out into mania.
1: So you think Roman will retain? Yeah. And then Brock, maybe will take it at in mania. Might, you think might win the
0: rumble or something.
1: Okay, because then my qu- my next question, and this was the the thumbnail for this episode, who beats Roman Reigns for the for the Universal Title? Like, there's a few guys we've talked about that are probably going to be in the running, depending on where things go. Like, obviously Brock is is there, Braun Breaker. Uh, there's a lot of you know uh, momentum with him. Everybody's talking about The Rock at Mania 39. I guess uh, I don't yeah. see the I don't see The Rock beating him at any point. But uh, like, who do you think beats him for the title, or do you think you know what somebody just suddenly gets hot and they go with it?
0: So if that happens, you go with that. You go with the hot hand. The most predictable one right now is Braun Breaker. I think they could have Braun Breaker win the Royal Rumble, face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, beat him, megastar. I don't think they should have had Braun Breaker lose to Tommaso Ciampa. I don't think they should have done that. He should have been a house. Like, you've got something special with him. It's very clear you have something special in him. Make him your Goldberg. That's what I think you should do. I If they were going to do it, it was pretty clear He's he's got the aptitude to compete in the ring and he's got WWE's charisma. There are some things he could sure up for sure. But I think Royal Rumble WrestleMania, and that's the only way I have confidence in WWE to tell a story is through then because I don't trust them to keep Braun Breaker strong for over a year to do it next Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Then there's of course Brock possibly could that happen? Yes, it could. There are a lot of people talking about the rock, The rock should 100 million percent not beat Roman Reigns. And I don't think their match should be for the title because it doesn't need to be. And I think that eliminates a lot of the the, who's going to win the match type of thing, like what possible doubt you might have, because the rock is not going to win that WWF title or WWE title at uh, 50 something years old Mm -hmm. next year, this year, any year. So a lot of me has thought like maybe the rock costs him the title, but I also believe whoever beats Roman Reigns needs to beat him clean. Like when he loses that title, a historic reign, it should be clean as a sheet. Mm-hmm. And you should put the person over a million times. But... Hogan Warrior. Yes. Yes. And perhaps even more definitive than that. Or, or you know, you do the, the 3.1 second kick out and Roman Reigns isn't happy about it and he just sees The Rock over there smirking at him. Uh, ringside or something that's where you you start that I think there's a lot of ways you can do it but it has to be the right way don't waste it this this was the coronation of Roman Reigns that the company always wanted but Vince McMahon was too stubborn to make him heal years Mm. ago yeah otherwise this would have worked then I know a lot of people say oh well it works better because he was the way he was it doesn't matter that he he would have been over as a heel back then it doesn't matter. Well, what if he got cheered? Who gives a shit? It was yep. more about the the content than than that. But yeah, I know was I was a agree. I mean, how many, answer.
1: How many times have we seen a heel beat the shit out of the babyface and the crowd's chanting one more time? Yeah. Doesn't mean that he's not a heel. Yeah. You know, like I, I agree. I mean, Braun Breaker, he's going to get his rematch for the NXT title at uh, New Year's Evil on January 4th. No way he doesn't win that title. He's walking out with that title. They would be crazy if they don't have him go out there and annihilate Tommaso Ciampa. So, you know, assuming he gets his title, then maybe the Rumble is going to be the 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 time for him, you know, to to
0: make a name for himself on the main roster. Yeah, we got Sean Blanford saying, Happy holidays, SRS and Jimmy. I made this analogy before, but WWE is treating Roman like 2016-17 Okada with his title reign, which is great. The problem lies that right now they don't have the Omega equivalent to take that title. Uh, I agree. I think Braun Breaker is a pretty slam dunk one. He is a very convincing one. He very much seems like if you could make a second Roman Reigns, it'd be a lot like Braun Breaker. And that's that's a good thing because that's what WWE likes. The larger than life, the jacked dude mm-hmm. that understands wrestling. And he's probably got 20 years in him. He's 22, 23 years old. Daniel Rothenberg says, to me, if there's a great story, uh, it is something with Eddie Kingston in AEW. He's such a compelling character. It's amazing. I didn't know him a year ago. Now he's one of my favorites. They, they do tell really great stories with him. Um, He does capture the, the audience's imagination an awful lot. And people sympathize with him very well. Uh, J blood says a heel Cody punk story could be the one that resonates with the mainstream punk fighting for the spirit of AEW Cody, the new self aware heel. I think they have something with Cody. I think they have something very special with whatever's going on with Cody and whether or not he knows it or not,
1: I definitely like your your um, comparison to uh, the boys guy. What's the guy's character? What's the character's name again? Homelander. Homelander. Yeah. yeah, I like the I like the comparison to Homelander. And when Cody came out with the cape, I think it's pretty clear that's where he was going was yeah. was the Homelander character. And that is interesting. I mean, it almost reminds me of Kurt Angle. You know, going out there being the Olympic gold medalist, but he's really a dick. Yes. You know, it's kind of kind of reminds me of that a little bit. So it's interesting. I guess what it comes down to is do enough people want to spend money to see Cody get his ass kicked that he can yeah, take that I, to the next level. That's I really what it's going to come down to. I, I think, think so. They do.
0: Yeah. I think he's going to win the TNT title as well, by the way. I think it'll be a short reign, but I think he wins it. Hunter says, Owen oh, tournament predictions, Moriarty and deep are my two. Uh, I think it'll be used to launch a new, uh, singles, star for the men and i think serena deeb is the slam dunk she gets the comparisons to bret hart all the time uh so i think that man i think and she is like the excellence of execution as far as women go so uh i think that she is a slam dunk for the the female jimmy she's working more
1: in a backstage role now isn't she or she's doing a lot more
0: not more in one she's just doing it because i mean she was a coach at nxt for years so she knows that process so it's very smart of them to have her do that
1: so I think it's very interesting that Martha Hart is going to be at the finals. Yeah. Uh, that's very Good interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, she's she been uh, distanced from pro wrestling for so, so long. Have you heard anything? So they've said the finals are going to be at double or nothing uh, next year, which is supposed to be in Vegas again. Have you heard about what the winner gets? Aside from obviously they get that push and they're probably going to get a little trophy. Have you heard about uh, anything else?
0: No, I haven't yet. Um, which I mean, the Dynamite thing the the diamond battle royal has like the the ring and all that so i don't know yet i i'm working to find out they, they're playing that really close to the vest i don't think a lot of people even know yet because tony tony has his ideas
1: yeah okay well i guess speaking of the hearts might as well mention breath the hitman heart because he was just inducted into canada's walk of fame which is which is located right here in toronto he was uh, inducted alongside Keanu Reeves, uh, an actor named Graham Green, who's a character actor who's in Dances with Wolves, and, uh, and some other uh, iconic Canadian uh, people. Chris Jericho inducted Brett. The Rock sent in a video tribute and much deserving. I mean, when it comes to like iconic Canadian pro wrestlers, Brett's the last one. I mean, yeah, Chris Jericho has done very well. Edge has done very well. But when it comes to being an iconic Canadian pro wrestler, uh Brett's the last one uh, at that level. And so as much as Irving, we've talked about 97, how much fun that was. One week they'd be in Pittsburgh, crowd shits all over them. The next week they're in Calgary, crowd loves them. Next week they're in Albany, crowd hates them again. Was a great time to be a wrestling it was fan. So cool. It I was. wish
0: they I wish they would do that with Long Island now.
1: I mean, what we if, saw
0: we saw what they can know. do. Yeah, what I want to see them do is book a couple of shows and get creative with the taping schedule. Uh, in that they film Dynamite, but they tape Rampage. So what I would like to see them do is almost go out of order with it to where you have Dynamite or, or the week before you're anywhere else. Everybody hates MJF. The next week you're in Long Island and uh, he gets cheered. Then the following, fr- that that Friday, you're somewhere else. Like, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's the weekend of a pay-per-view. Maybe it's something like that. And he gets booed. Then the, the rampage that you taped there airs after that. MJF is getting cheered. Like I want it to go back and forth like every week. And I think they can find a creative way to do that. Like I think they can find a really special way to make that work or just air some taped footage or something like that. But they could do like a one, one and a half month story where they go to Long Island or near it a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, like maybe sandwich the month and do something special. I think that'd be very cool.
1: It was very cool to witness. I mean, it, it almost felt like MGF was gonna heal on his home crowd any minute. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't. But it was it was cool. And you know, punk loved the heel reaction, he loved it. You can see it on his face. Yeah. So it was it was cool. And and again, WWE could have done this. Like they had yeah. so many wrestlers who were popular in their hometown, but then they'd have them lose there. You know what I mean? So they could have done it. It is a very, very cool thing. Uh, I wanted to ask you about something because I wasn't on the podcast last week and I didn't get to ask you about this. Uh, And you might tell me, I know you, you might tell me, I don't want to talk about this on the air. And that's fine if you don't. I wanted to ask you if you've heard any more about this whole Devin Nicholson Hannibal thing.
0: Oh, I mean, okay. He's taking zero responsibility for this. He's saying, oh, it was a plan. It just went a little bit out of control. Uh, they didn't tell me anything bad was going on. He is he is just skirting all responsibility about this, uh, per usual. Uh, but I can tell you that unanimously, unanimously, the, the people that were there backstage were very mad about it. And they were like, we don't want him around. We don't want him in wrestling.
1: Do you know, because uh, th- there have been different reports and stuff like that, and I don't know if this is something that you could prove anyway, but do you know, was he intoxicated or was he just seeking attention?
0: I haven't heard that. Okay. I haven't heard that. And I don't want to speculate there because then I'd be doing what he does an awful lot.
1: The only thing that I'm going to say, and and I've talked to you about this before, and I'm not going to shit on him. I'm just going to speak facts and people can create their own conclusion. Yeah. The only thing I'm gonna say is this, and I told Sean this before. so a few years ago there was a house show in uh, Ottawa, Canada, a, a WWE House show. and Devin Nicholson's from Ottawa, Canada. While the show was going on in the arena, he was in the parking lot with a stack of his own eight by tens, basically just hoping somebody would recognize him and come over and ask for an autograph and ask for an eight by ten. And I told Sean about that because it it kind of reminded me of like that old timer that's trying to hold on to that glimpse yeah. of whatever whatever piece of fame he's got left kind of thing so when knowing that and then when i heard about this um it sounded to me like it was an attention-seeking incident but i
0: mean he, he books he books a lot of talent to just come in and lose to him and yeah that's how he that's how he does it and gets the yeah okay we have a bunch of uh super chats humper chats tiff stratton <clears throat> fans to hey sean who do you think from nxt male and female will be brought up for rumble and after mania nxt has started to get loaded with women and men now uh, I think for Rumble, I think we'll probably see Raquel, Dakota, Caden, Casey in the match. After Mania, I think probably at least two of them. Male, Braun Breaker is a slam dunk to appear in there. But, and and you know what? I can kind of tie it in with El with Ray Velez saying, Greetings from Alaska, Happy Holidays, Sean and Jimmy. What do you think the NXT North American and Cruiserweight Championship unification will be? I think that the loser of that match, Roderick Strong, Carmelo Hayes, might be heading to the main roster. Carmelo Hayes has turned heads ever since he got there. Everybody likes Roderick Strong. Um, The thing is, you need Roderick Strong in NXT to work with a lot of those people. But um, I think that one of those two could end up there. Carmelo Hayes has just turned heads nonstop. Shawn Michaels loves him. He's incredible.
1: What would Vincent Mann do with Roderick Strong? If I'm Roderick Strong, I don't want to go up to the main roster.
0: And then if I'm Malcolm Bivens hanging out with him, I don't want to go up to the main roster. Yeah,
1: no. And Diamond Mine needs him. Like he's yeah. he's he's that veteran presence because Diamond Mine's got a lot of great talent. But they Ivy need Nile's breaking
0: out. She's she's they like her. They like and her.
1: She, she's great, but she's not going to carry that that group. Yeah, not yet.
0: Yeah, to me, it falls apart if Bivens goes up with him. Diamond Mine, I think it hurts a lot of people. I think the Creed Brothers, the Creed Brothers need Bivens. Ivy Nile needs Bivens because. Ivy Nile looks great just standing by herself, but but Malcolm Bivens like looking maniacally right next to her, like, look what I found. Look what I found. None of you else, none- nobody else did. I found her, which is kind of like diamond in the rough, diamond mine. He discovered her. I think that's important too.
1: I don't see Vince bringing Malcolm up as a manager.
0: Uh, well, if he does, I don't see him doing great stuff with him because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But we have Cadillac Carson says, do you think Roman firing Paul Heyman is a swerve and it'll cost Brock the title at day one? I have said this for months, Jimmy. I don't think Paul Heyman's allegiance is to Roman or Brock. I think it's to the title belt. I think it's the old sunny 1996 thing where she would go with whoever had the belt. At Crown Jewel, Paul Heyman took the title, threw the belt in between both of them and said, you know what to do. I think he was talking to the title belt. I think he was saying, whichever way you go is what I'll go. You know what to do, and I'll follow. I think that's what he was doing. there.
1: I want to see Paul Heyman leave the arena with, like, the belt in one hand and Caleb Braxton on the other.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it says, I would go to Minnesota again just to see Cody get his ass kicked. Oh, it was so cold. Jimmy, I went to Minnesota, and I was like, Pfft. 40 degrees i'll be fine i get 40 degrees all the time well i forgot everywhere in kentucky is always humid to some degree and it's not in minnesota that was a special kind of cold i couldn't imagine being up in canada during the winter
1: what's uh what's 40 fahrenheit and celsius
0: above freezing um, above freezing are you sure yeah 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 it yeah, is 32 is freezing in fahrenheit let me see celsius to fahrenheit i'm curious it is about four four point four Celsius. So it's not that bad. That's nothing. That's nothing. Not that oh, the the worst cold I ever felt was off the Great Lakes right after I got my haircut in Cleveland in January. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I, I was I was almost frozen solid there. That was that was a different
1: kind of cold. There. I was once in Ottawa, Canada, when I was in university. It was minus forty Celsius whatever the hell that is in Fahrenheit, minus 40 Celsius. I had an exam that day and they said, if you go out your skin, any exposed skin will freeze. We'll get frostbite.
0: Wow.
1: And I was, I was in the, in a house with my roommates and I said, should I go to the stupid exam? And I ended up wrapping a scarf around my head and I mm. walked to the university and did my exam. I need a good scarf. We should do fightful scarves. We could do fightful scarves. Bali clava. How about a baldy I
0: don't know what that is. <laughs> Didn't think you would. <laughs> we got some more media here, Jimmy. Yeah, we should probably talk about it. More media? Yeah, it's things you had me upload here.
1: Oh, oh, okay, okay. Um, some of the stuff I was going to do later, but we can do it now. So uh, I was going to ask it's you. Twelve minutes left in the show, yeah, Jimmy. Well, I have, a, I have a lot. Um, I missed the holiday podcast. I, I mm-hmm. saw like just a couple of glimpses of it. I missed most of it. I saw Alex uh, portray Tony D a lot. I was going to ask you, as Sean Ross the man who has everything, what do you want for Christmas, Sean? A house?
0: <laughs> okay. I want to leave Fine. this shitty sure. town that I'm in, and I want a house. I spent the, the weekend in Lexington this past weekend, and I was like, oh, God, I got to get out here. That's where you want to be?
1: Yeah, bad. What's what's the population in Lexington?
0: Uh, let me look. It is 320,000. Okay, that's all right. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a decent Se- size place. Second biggest city in uh in the state. It's bigger than Cincinnati, which is a shock to me, but that's a little misleading cuz Cincinnati has like 10 suburbs on the Kentucky side of the river that are heavily populated. But yeah, I want to get the I want to get the hell out of my town and I want to <laughs> be in, in a city so badly. Uh seriously, um I don't know ten. I mean, you got your brand new bonus.
1: So, so Sean Ross. in because anybody doesn't know, Sean has officially signed his eight-year contract. Yeah, and he officially signed the shareholders agreement. Yes, I did. Uh, so he is officially a minority partner in uh, in FIFL and uh, locked up for eight more years. I uh, a couple of weeks ago, I took my children to meet Santa Claus, and Santa Claus looked at me and he goes, "So, what do you want?" And I looked at him and I said, "Time off." And he goes, what do you do? And I said, well, full-time job, marketing company, part-time job, these two. Yeah. He he, he goes, I can work magic, but I don't know if I can do that one.
0: Ah, I construct basically my entire last three months to have a few days off this time of year. So Mm -hmm. I've got a couple days off. I'm very excited. Hannah says Jimmy's trying to top her gifts. She got us some really great stuff. She got me like a 1985 designed Bengals sweater, a Reds sweatshirt, all kinds of cool stuff. Somebody said three-year contract, time to bury SRS. Buddy, you heard that wrong. Eight-year contract. Eight-year I contract. Yeah. I signed an eight-year contract. Uh, and and I should so. add,
1: I should add, a guaranteed eight-year
0: contract. Yes, guaranteed.
1: guaranteed. No 90-day to, cycles. I don't. To agree. which
0: Jimmy said, how will you stay motivated? And our numbers just keep rising and rising and yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, people are saying, we'll take you in Louisville, Sean. Well, I mean, that's one of the benefits of living in Lexington. I have another airport destination that is not two hours away now. Like I've got an airport near where I'm hopefully going to live. There's Cincinnati and there's Louisville. So I'll have options now, which is nice. Sean uh,
1: gave me a gift for Christmas. We were talking about Cody Rhodes earlier. Yeah. Sean gave me a gift for Christmas that I passed on to my son because here, here in my home office, you can't really see it on the screen here. I have a whole wall of the WWF and action figure line all in the package. I have it locked you know, behind, behind closed doors here. My son, who is four now, four and a half, he stares at them and I know what he's thinking. Yeah, you know, I know what he's thinking. And you can't touch them. They're in the package. So when Sean Ross Sapp, he got me the Eljan style Cody Rhodes AEW action figure. I let my son have it because he was gazing a hole through it. He's been beating the shit out of it ever since. And look at that. Look at uh, that, that. Is, that's the little man right there holding up his Cody Rhodes action figure, which I'm surprised he still has paint on it.
0: There you go. And you, that, should, you should get him one of those old wrestling buddies. Um
1: Christmas is coming and there's stuff in the workshop. Okay. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. I did get him a custom made wrestling buddy. Did I tell you that? No, you didn't. That's awesome. Yeah. So I found a company that makes customs and I got him. I don't know if you know, Paw Patrol,
0: probably not. Of course I do. I know the guy who sings the theme song for it. Actually get out of here. So, uh, well, know him in passing, but, uh, he had a bit of a radio hit like 15 years ago. He covered a Rihanna song umbrella and um yeah, he ended up doing the Paw Patrol theme song. <laughs> he's a he's a music teacher. Isn't that yeah. just small world? Well, don't that, I don't know him personally, yeah, like, yeah. like maybe yeah, yeah. He spoke a couple times, but yeah. The heel on Paw Patrol, his name
1: is uh, Mayor Humdinger. The heel. He's the I heel. And they don't make any mayor humdinger toys at all, which is shocking, but they don't. My kid gravitated towards Mayor Humdinger, the heel. And so I got a custom made Mayor Humdinger wrestling buddy
0: oh, made nice. made for
1: him. Yeah, if I if I had a thought about it, I would have brought it in here and gotten and and showed it to you. But uh, I got that made for him, and uh, yeah, Christmas he's got
0: some wrestling stuff coming. I'm, I just want to give a tip to anybody who makes custom wrestling buddies: go the extra mile, do the stitched on nose with stuffing. That's what a lot of them are missing. They got that flat face. Just what a I print, loved, yeah. I, what I loved when I was a kid. Getting my knuckle good like that. Just punching it right in the nose. Like DB right? Yes. I told I gotta to tell him to my face or to his face. Yeah, I beat the shit out of you many times as a child.
1: His reaction told me that he that's not the first time he's heard that.
0: Yes. Yes. But, oh, look, look at this. People are saying, no cut clause. Is there no cut clause, Jimmy? There isn't a no cut clause, actually.
1: No, like I it it, it is favorable to me in some respects. Um, uh, but when I, when I tell Sean Ross that eight years, he knows I'm good for it. Yes. So, yes. so that's not an issue. But when I was talking to Sean about the Cody Rhodes figure and I showed him a picture of my kid with the Cody Rhodes Rhodes figure, and because it's the holiday time and stuff that kind of inspired me to talk about custom action figures a little bit on this podcast, yeah. there is a whole world of people and Matt Cardona is doing a lot of them now and, and actually like licensing them. What's it called? or something. Uh, zombie
0: sailor Uh, zombie sailor yeah it's a guy who makes them and very talented
1: yes yes and there's a whole bunch of companies now that do this and uh, i wanted to show you guys a few pictures just to show you i'm not a customs collector myself but i appreciate the art of it and so i was going to just spotlight one creator and i'm sure i'm probably going to get messages now from other creators that want me to, to, to mention them but this this one his name uh, or the company's name is print fury customs and you can look them up on Facebook print fury customs they do 3d sculpting scanning and printing and I gave, a, I gave sure I gave Sean a few great. samples put up a put up the first one so that's stunning Steve Austin
0: looks amazing
1: unbelievable it's unbelievable so they they sculpt that in 3d they print it in resin and they paint it up uh that's stunning Steve Austin put up the next one that's Ultimo Dragon. Looks incredible. Uh, and then put up the next one.
0: Oh, you all haven't seen anything yet. Oh, Mr. Looks...
1: Perfect Kurt Henning looks identical to Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning. And then you've got the finished product one there.
0: That's look at that. Aren't... That looks great. Isn't that amazing? Look at the terry cloth towel they included. Yes, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. I mean
1: that looks better than the real than the real series.
0: Yeah, and uh, I mean that that shows you how far the technology has come since then. Yes. But Like, when I collect, I collect a lot of Attitude Era stuff. I collect right before they did face scans. Because, to me, I love the art of a wrestling figure. I love that they had to carve out a face. They had to make a face. And I like Bone Crunchers because they're ugly as shit. But then I like ECW figures because they're beautiful. A lot of people don't realize this. ECW was made by original San Francisco toy makers, which previously made WCW, which was the group that worked on the LJN figures That's in right.
1: the 80s. They thought they had the deal.
0: Yeah, they yeah, thought yeah, they had yeah. the deal. So, uh, man, for, for years and years, there were great figures coming from there. So I'm, I'm kind of glad to see that. And whoops. Did you know that they're making a custom bone cruncher line? I know that blue meanie got announced for one but i, I haven't believe, seen any more i believe adam clark okay i believe i'm gonna I, look I into that s-
1: i saw drawings, drawing so i'm i'm in some of these facebook groups because i just find it interesting and again i i don't buy customs because I, I i just don't but i appreciate the art of it and i saw drawings sketches of uh, of adam clark and i believe it was a bone cruncher this
0: show is sponsored by better help Get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash Fightful. Nice. So I would Somebody's love making it. a
1: set of those. Yeah, I know you're a big fan of that. Who's Adam Clark?
0: Um, Adam Baum. No. Uh, Brian Clark. Brian Clark. Brian Clark. Clark. Sorry. Brian Clark. Yeah. I had okay, Adam that's, Bomb. That's cool. Adam Baum,
1: Brian Clark.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get yeah. it.
1: So that's coming out, and and that looks good. Uh, okay. The other thing I was going to ask you about, just because. You,
0: you want to you talk about Hook on the main show. That's what you want to do. All right, all right. That's what you guess. want to do. You want to save the other stuff for the list goes on.
1: All right. Let's talk about Hook, uh, Tyler's inertia, twenty-two-year-old kid, son of Taz. Um, who would have guessed Sean Rossap that of all the talent Taz okay.
0: would have. That's the answer. Taz would have. That's about it. Well, but you don't know well, my question ahead. yet. It doesn't my matter. Question. That that the answer is Taz would have. Okay, Taz would have he, Okay, fine. He fine. got he got frustrated that we didn't include Hook in our Team Taz article eight months ago. He knew how important Hook was right, all right, right. along.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, of all the people to overthrow CM Punk as the top seller on Pro Wrestling Tees, <laughs> I love it. Hook did it. I Hook love it. overthrew CM Punk as the uh, top seller on, on, uh, on, pro Wrestling, on Pro Wrestling Tees. And I, I want to say this. I understand that his debut got a lot of attention and there's a lot of hype surrounding it. And of course, there's a lot of pro WWE fans that are saying, ah, you know, you're sure. making him out to be better than he is. I just want to say this, 22-year-old kid, first match on television, think about the pressure when your dad is a Hall of Famer on commentary and and your first match is on television. The kid had presence. And how many times have I talked about how valuable presence is? The kid had presence. He was different. He wasn't just your typical, you know, wearing the same gear everybody else does, standing in the ring, hopping up and down, waiting for the bell to ring. He was different. And the grappling and the transitions, he was so smooth. doing the grappling and the transitions – he was different. Now, I will say, I read some some suggestions from people after his debut saying, oh, uh, Hook needs to be the guy to, to give CM Punk his first loss. I completely disagree unless Punk is going to stay undefeated for another two years. Why? Because that's a lot of pressure. For a 22 year old kid who just had his first match on television, and now you're going to put him over CM Punk. It's a lot of pressure for a Jimmy. Well,
0: sometimes people can perform under pressure and sometimes people can't. And you're talking about smooth transitions. How about a smooth transition into your dick game? Bluechew.com and the code FIGHTFUL gives you (laughs) that outstanding performance look at jimmy van the face of performance right there jimmy van come on it's christmas time what are you doing why 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 in the middle of this anyway uh bluechew.com brings you the first with the same fda actually what what jimmy what are you doing what are you doing I same active sh- ingredients. Bluetooth is <laughs> has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work, but they work on your schedule, whether it's the beginning of the show, the middle of the show, the end of the show. It's ready whenever you are or even when you're not, and you don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to wait in line at the doctors. It's discreetly shipped to you after you fill out your questionnaire online. You work with an online medical physician, and you're good to go. Harder, stronger erections. That outstanding performance. That confidence you need. This oh, oh, holiday season, if somebody's coming and sitting on your lap, make <laughs> sure it's good for them as well.
1: Should be the other okay. way around.
0: And then you'll be coming down the chimney or maybe something else, if you know what I'm saying. BlueChew.com, Code Fightful. Get your first shipment free when you use the code Fightful. Jimmy, we got the list goes on over on Fightful Select after this. But speaking of FightfulSelect.com, I broke some big news last week. Kevin Owens has re-signed with WWE. Not Uh, resigned, right? Not resigned. Not resigned. He re-signed with WWE uh, this Monday. I broke some big news. Alex Hammerstone, who probably would have commanded some deals on the open market, re-signed a multi-year deal with MLW. Uh, Not only did Jimmy not give me a no-cut clause in my contract, Vince McMahon is not interested in no-cut clauses. I broke that news over on Fightful Select. And it doesn't stop this weekend either. I've got news going up all weekend long, FightfulSelect.com. So head over there, check it out. Tomorrow I'll be doing the Q&A show and we have added a new a new weekly news show uh, coexisting with Rob and Maggie. We've got Rob Wilkins, who you see on a lot of the watch-alongs. He does a lot of show coverage for us, as well as uh, Maggie, our favorite Bulgarian bartender, who is uh, doing a lot of the watch or She had done a lot of the watch-alongs for us, so... Check that out as well. Serengal says Hook is wrestling a bear in his second match. What a badass. Yeah, Christmas
1: I, Day. I was going to mention Christmas Day against Bear Bronson. That's a that's a big man for uh, Hook to be in there with. That's interesting. It is.
0: I cannot wait. Uh, also, I want to say it on this show as well. Ryan Cook is finishing up with us. A lot of you guys don't know who he is. He has been with us since the very start at Fightful. He doesn't appear on screen or anything. He's covered over 1,750 live shows for us. He'll be finishing up at the end of the year. He actually wanted to finish up at the end of last year. I talked him into staying another year, but uh, I want to thank him for all that he has done over the past, gosh, uh, five, six years almost now. So uh, a big thank you to Ryan Cook for all that, uh, for all that he's done and all the work and all the shows he's sat through. And that live play-by-play writing is often thankless, so I want to thank him. Uh, we, we hope that we see him again. But uh, guys, head over to FightfulSelect.com. We've got the list goes on. And tonight, after AEW, here we'll be. Until next time, guys, we're out.